This is our favorite releases of the year with Levi and Eddie. Recorded this last night or a couple hours ago. I am fucking tired. I hope you all enjoy this. We just listed a bunch of uh, releases that we liked. Um, we didn't rank them. We just just uh, said what we liked about each release. Picked a couple songs. Hope you like this. Uh, I wanted to add some samples in the beginning, but I'm fucking tired. My eyes hurt from editing and from work. And just tired. Anyways, Dua Lipa um, tried to sabotage the episode. Uh, and fuck Nick Cannon. Alright, hope you all liked the episode. Hey, what's up? This is uh, not the best of, but our favorite releases of the year. I am here with Levi of Reinforce. No yes. intro today. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's this. Uh, it's me again. So hi, and uh, almost New Year. So yeah, but yeah. And on the other Zoom screen, well, I mean, you can't see because this is just audio, but. <laughs> We have the one and only Pincha Eddie from yeah, the Kanye episode. The, the, Kanye, the infamous the, Kanye episode. The T-Switch and, uh, band. They, they can see us on the Zoom screen in their mind because they imagine us. Uh, Levi didn't do an intro, but you know me. It's a.k.a. Pincha Eddie, Mr. Martin Scorsese, just a little bit more lazy. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I was good. Go Keep do going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do the same thing now. I'm gonna do the same thing from last time. All right. I was like, I'm gonna do it. AKA the anti Danny. AKA no, you can't borrow my cab real quick. Uh, <laughs> AKA yes, I watch childhood movies online because I'm a grown ass man, and that's pretty much it. All right. Mainly all those. So, um, I had like 20, 30 on my list, and I was like. There's no way I'm going to do this. This is too much effort. So I was able to narrow them down to 10. Uh, Levi has, what, yeah, like 14? 16. 16, okay. <laughs> Eddie, you have, what, 14? Like 14. I, I'm i probably going to leave one or two out just All for, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even if we have some that are, if by any chance we have some that are the same, we'll just dive in and, like, uh, talk about what we like and shit. So I'll go and go first, and then it'll be Levi, and then uh, Eddie. So okay, so my first—I mean, again, these aren't these aren't ranked at all. These are just like whatever my favorite releases. So I'm just gonna name ten. The first one uh, that I really enjoyed and could not stop listening to was "Teardrop" from San Antonio, which has members, former members of Bitter End, Eli and Griff, and. When I heard this, I was fucking excited out of my mind because since the first time I heard Bitter End, uh, Mind and Chains, when I heard Griff's part in Caught, like towards the end, um, I was like, holy shit. Like, even in um, Guilty as Charged, like hearing him do the backups and shit, I was like, dude, Griff's vocals just like add this fucking badass contrast to Daniel, to Daniel's uh, vocals and shit. Um, and I was like, I hope and I can't wait to the day that Griff fronts a band. And then it finally happened. It dropped and I fell in love with it. And fuck, I don't know. I That's one of my favorite. That's the first one I'm going to name. I don't know. Did you all check this one out? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Eli and them were like, it's like because of the whole pandemic thing, one of those bands that they, when they came out, 
it's like boom merch 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 and check our, check our shit out and it was, it was it was great anything that eli does usually is, is nice and of course grip uh, great job there too it was it was tight and it was heavy and everyone was talking about it so yeah it had like these like uh hints of like like early machine head on it and just like new york hardcore and shit and i was like fuck dude this is so good like i loved every second of it Anybody who knows Danny, he, everyone knows that he's a New York hardcore straight edge fan. So anything like that, he'll <laughs> listen to. <laughs> uh, and then uh, speaking of New York uh, hardcore worship, the other release, uh, Big Cheese Punishment Park, reminds me of uh, Best Wishes Cro-Mags era, a little bit of Rest in Pieces, um, other New York shit. So when I heard that, I was like, whoa, like this is like, it took the best parts of like Best Wishes Cro-Mags era and just... They did it their own style too. Even like the the quality of the recording sounded something you would have heard like from the '80s and shit. Uh, they did a great fucking job on that release. So uh, yeah, I listened to that one uh, consistently also. Yeah, I had uh, I had Big Cheese on my list also. It was towards the bottom, but I liked it because uh, members of Higher Power, Violent Reaction, Violent Reaction is one of the first. Uh, that style bands that i heard when i moved to houston the first time i like punk slam to that yeah, type yeah, of band yeah. it's really sick you're right it's the perfect blend of like the new york hardcore sound like those crossover riffs that just get you going it's just it's hardcore capital h-a-r-d like yeah it's, like, it's good it has those bouncy parts that you love from like early 80s yeah. like bands and shit i was like fuck this is like yeah. it's like groove and it has like the thrash parts so fucking good yeah so levi what, what do you got for your first two uh I, I'm, so on my list they're gonna i mean i could have done a whole thing of hardcore i could have done a whole thing of like rap i could have done it so i'm just i try my best to get a little bit of everything in there but i'm gonna start with two very opposite uh, albums very completely opposite uh first one is gonna be end splinters from an ever-changing face um, what do you call it? Members of counterparts and a lot of other like it's basically a super group. They came like Rain Supreme. Uh, yeah. Fuck, who else? I can't think. Counterparts and yeah, and like the uh, was it? Uh, it was like the five five song EP they put out. What two three years ago was like got so much buzz, and they finally put out like a full length. And I mean, I loved it. Uh, I made one of my friends mad one time because we we're talking about when they first came out. They reminded me of Advent. So I have Advent's one of those bands I loved growing up. And this band has that same sort of like the whether it's the mixing or it's the, the production level. Yes, they're all like it's, it's a super group at the same time. But like they have that like really angry sound that I love. I, it is fast. Yes, they have breakdowns, but it's not, you know, so overwhelming. You don't hear breakdowns every yeah, single song. It's not too dependent on the heaviness and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is that for me, as, as like I, listen, I love stuff like Ringworm and, you know, and of course, like Reinforce is another like sort of fast sort of band. But like I love fast shit and the fact that they, some people who can do fast but also blend in some slower parts is nice. But uh, and the, whether it's the drums or it's you know who's an amazing drummer by the way. If you don't know who that is and you didn't check it out, um, but yeah, the, the album itself front to back was just awesome because it kind of gave you a teaser with the five song EP or the, how many songs it was, uh, and then they came up with the full length this year finally. And it was kind of like exactly when like Advent came out with the album what two years ago in 2018, and mm -hmm. I was like freaking out because like I hadn't heard from them in years. But anyway, I keep I need to stop mentioning Advent. But end itself is a great <laughs> band. <laughs> And you need to, and if you haven't checked it out, you need to, because maybe you forgot about that band and you just didn't know that it came out. But honestly, that's a very good comparison because I haven't heard Admin in like fucking forever. But now that you mentioned, like, holy shit, yeah, there's a lot of comparisons to that band. I can't, I can't name the first single they dropped before they dropped the actual EP. Yeah. But 
there it's like almost like and it, this is not a knock on them at all but it's almost an uh, uh like exactly it's uh, one of the songs from advent is like spit in the face of that and it's like going like really fast like that and it's like the vocals are similar they're distorted a little bit mm-hmm. and it's it's you know it just it works and i love it and i was like is anybody from advent in this he's like no and i was like <laughs> like what Will Putney would not allow them to have people from that. I was like, okay, whatever that means. Okay. But, yeah. No, he's a real big producer, like guy. He like he likes he like goes. Yeah, by I've heard his I've heard his name mentioned around like in like a lot of like hardcore and metal releases, especially like the bigger recent ones. Yeah, I think he, I think so, the like, Terror one he had a hand on that one too. Yeah, he he has his hand on a lot of great sounding albums, and even if you don't like the album, the production level is always really really well. When yeah. Will Putney's like there, you know, engineering the album and producing it, so it's always it's always badass. Okay, so second one, completely different spectrum. I'm gonna make some some people upset. I'm cool um, with that. <laughs> I, have a, I have a I have a couple of those actually. I mean, there's some. I mean, I didn't hear a lot of shit. Oh, I heard a lot of shit, but like you know, if there's something, uh, this will maybe open my ears to whatever the fuck. Is- it's gonna it's gonna kind of like i will lose like some credibility with some people i don't care um this is <laughs> uh dua lipa's uh, future nostalgia like that album front to back again more p- production level there's a producer ian kirkpatrick who produced only two of the songs mm-hmm. but like it's, it's very heavy on on the funk bass and like the 70s sort of disco sort of sound uh it's there also um her her voice isn't bad at all uh but what sold me on this album was just the, one the production and two the music itself the amount of times i've like learn songs this this summer isn't very many but i learned a handful on drums and guitar because it's just that funky and it's like it's really cool front to back and <clears throat> i can't relate to all, all, all the songs but <laughs> at the same time like the, the, the okay. music is like yeah so. I, i've heard the name mentioned i've seen like the, the 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 artist's name mentioned a lot like on yeah. spotify recommendations and like youtube ads i don't know shit like that right like uh I, it's it's interests me to check it out but i haven't um okay so for someone like me uh what song is there a song you would recommend to check out first maybe like as an introduction track to like the artist did you freeze he's pondering I, oh Wait. my god can you imagine he, just got stuck. he was like what the <laughs> fuck did you just say <laughs> oh no you never heard dude <laughs> Levi, are you there? Levi, are you okay? <laughs> you got stuck like this, like, but you got stuck like you're upset. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> what the fuck, what I say? I can't believe I'm doing this podcast with ignorant people. Yeah. You, you the, uncultured the third, fuck for the third time. Yeah, you okay. Piece of shit. Anyway, um, so what were you saying before we got like oh, yeah. by the devil? So what would be like a good introductory track to like uh the artist, like? Well, like in this album, I mean, she has she's been around for a little while. Um, but for this album, like the 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 hit this year was uh, "Don't Start Now," mm-hmm. and uh, she, I mean, that, that was the one that everyone knew. But there's a lot of other tracks on there that are really good. But I would say like, oh no, oh god, no. <laughs> It's uh, Dua Lipa's uh, street oh. team is uh, hacking the chats. Like you're, you're not gonna name drop without paying us royalties. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We can't mention her the, the artist's name like <laughs> like at all. Like shit, we're just we get... <laughs> I'm gonna get fined. 
oh, you, you should make you should make a clickbait title when you drop this podcast, like do a leap of hack. <laughs> We're just a bleep her day, man. <laughs> just bleep. do a peep. Uh, Where he go? It's I think it's, it's a, a signal, man. Oh man, he, damn. Um, I know. Now I'm never gonna know what song to listen to. God. Oh, there we go. The first one killed me. Yeah, like, man, okay. Man, All right, I'll, I'll edit some of this because we had Eddie went on like a little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we had Eddie went on a little tangent saying that like they're gonna sue us. Like you can't mention her name without like paying royalties. <laughs> well, what's what's funny? What's funny about that is like I have a friend that does like a bunch of drum covers, and he yeah. actually covered. Uh, don't start now, which I was just talking about, and they strike the video like they had to take kids oh, to get down. Oh shit! shit. <laughs> she got those Timo lawyers. She's like the good lawyers. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. And I was like, like he's covered like Selena Gomez and a bunch of other like pop artists, and yeah. then like he covered one Dua Lipa song, and like he gets taken down. I was like, that's so odd. Uh, we'll uh, send you some cash, like yeah, cash <laughs> app you Dua Lipa. Okay, what's yeah. the song? Okay, so the song I, I chose would be uh, "Don't Start Now" because it is the single. Okay. The songs like the other songs like like levitating and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like, uh, keeps yeah, it keeps cutting off. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, but I would say "Don't Start Now" because it has like that that kind of the bass line and the drums and that kind of set up the whole mood for the, for the album. It's like track three or four in the album, but like, it's it's pretty much the the whole thing. What's up? <laughs> Dude, it sounds like you were sped up right now. It sounded weird. I got scared. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna switch to my phone real quick. Just okay, yeah, you're good. You're okay. good. Take your pause time. the recording or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. All right. It started going really fast. Got scared. I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> like someone sped up the record. The BPM. <laughs> reggaeton. It was like a reggaeton shit. Reggaeton. <laughs> oh god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Like Mike, at least. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you sound good. Hey, cool. Okay. Cool. So back to where we were we at. <laughs> can't, can't, wait, is it can't stop me now? Is that the name of the track? Uh, don't don't start now. Don't start. Oh, now. don't start now. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking of like I'm like talking to Dooley, but you can't stop us. We're still doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. They, they tried. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> yeah. I pay my phone bill. But anyway. Um, no, uh, yeah. So back to what I was saying. Like, I would say, like, for them to start off with, uh, probably "Don't Start Now." It has like the, the, the mood and groove that the whole album pretty much has. It's uh, the thing is that I liked it because it was very cohesive. It stayed within the same room of mm -hmm. each other, but it was like there was fast songs, there was slow songs, and like uh, her voice isn't bad either. She's not like gonna like wow you with her range, but like yeah. it's it's like one of those voices that's uh, uh, that's smooth, kind of like uh. Like a like a Diana Ross or like a Beyonce and and Dream Girl, she had like the smoother voice, and Jennifer Hudson had like the crazy like range voice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dua Lipa's voice is more like pretty like within a, within a good uh, like small little range, but it, it sounds fine. Anyway, yeah, but Don't Start Now probably the one I would say. So if you, just in case you got, get cut off again, uh, the two that I mentioned were End and their uh, their album they put out this year, as well as Dua Lipa's uh, Future Nostalgia. So those are my picks for so. Cool. All right, and Eddie, you're next. Can y'all hear me? Yes. All right, good. Sit down, strap the fuck in, because this is a two in one. Oh shit! Continuing my bit from the Kanye podcast. 
Taylor Swift uh, dropped, recorded, and dropped two albums this year during the pandemic. Wait, there's two what albums? Did, two one. albums. What did, what did your favorite artist do? Nothing. And she dropped these. She dropped these with no media hype, no press, no bullshit. She just decided to get on Twitter one day. Hey, here you go. Um, here's an album. And then what did she do? She did the Meek Mill Hold Up, Wait a Minute. Y'all thought I was finished. She dropped album number two. She did Folklore and Evermore. I'm going to be brief. It's chill ass, light a Yankee candle, and wear a cardigan music, okay? These two albums, they have children named Kaylee and Bailey. You listen to these albums, you're going to go get an, your t- ankle tattooed with infinity signs and arrows, all right? These are good-ass albums. Just in case the listeners aren't convinced yet, she's got some bars. She said, I'm going to come back stronger than a 90s trend, okay? And she wasn't finished there. She hit me with, I got wasted, like, all my potential. What the fuck? Okay, that one was all right. That was pretty good. I like that one. That's amazing. For a white girl to be saying shit like that. She got Bonnie Bear. I feel like she listened to the podcast. Yeah, she got Bonnie Bear on one of the songs. She listened to the podcast. She was like, oh, these motherfuckers talking shit on my boy, Bonnie Bear. I'm going to put him on the album. And then... She got the national on the second album. And in the white world, getting Bon Iver and the national is like getting future and Lil Uzi on a track, like straight up. Yeah. So, wow. Volumes. I kind of want to think that Connie uh, did some ghostwriting. <laughs> some ghostwriting on that <laughs> album. I am, uh, I was not expecting that. I feel yeah. like I was. I feel it's very sobering to hear all this right now. <laughs> it's not. Is, is, there any, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, it's very on brand for him. I yield my time. So the, the, the two albums. <laughs> oh, my two <laughs> albums are uh, "Folklore" and "Evermore" by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went through all that work and like you just like, okay, these are the two albums. I thought you were giving us a two and one, and then another one. But <laughs> no, it is. Oh man, I, oh, I literally man. named them. <laughs> the T Swift, oh, the T Swift Hive is strong with this one. <laughs> Okay, so damn, I have no um, what do you call it? All of my is hardcore punk. <laughs> <laughs> That's <fine. Okay>. wow. <laughs> Wait, hold up, real quick. I'll be back. Straight up. Hold up. Okay, so my next two, shit. Okay, well, I'm good. Yes, these two, I'll put them as one. I'll, I'll, but, but no, wait. I don't mean it. I don't know how to explain it. Pillars of Ivory doesn't even say that. Genesis oh, and yes. demo. Nice. I'll put those those two under one because whatever. <laughs> I was I was not sure what to expect when I heard this, so I put it on, and then I heard like the rap samples and shit. And I swear to God, dude, as I was listening to it, like I started smelling like grape blunt wraps and just <laughs> weed, and I was like, there you go. I started feeling very calm. I was like shit and then like the riffs came in and like i was like oh i was just vibing hard to it it was very unique like i feel like a lot of bands have might have tried doing this like you know some like cold world shit but this is perfectly executed in their own way it's not like a complete like uh cold world knockoff or anything like that um i love it so much i I don't even know what else to say it's really (laughs) fucking good I think anyone who's a fan of hip hop culture and hardcore will love this. Yeah, it uh, it blended the two worlds together because like a lot of people always say, and it's true, like they're synonymous with each other. Like mm-hmm. hip hop and hardcore go hand in hand, 
the people that made this have a deep appreciation for it. It, it was sick. Like, it was a lot of fun. The host has left the building. Again. Again. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, my, my, my oldest brother was like, saying that he's gonna pop a firework to test it out like one of those big ass ones so if you hear like a huge bang if you're a huge bang that's what it is the gunshot my cat's probably gonna freak the fuck out but anyways oh, no. so yeah pillars of ivory genesis nexus demo uh good shit i love the the tears for fears um like samples they use for the beats that was pretty cool um they they did the the Whitney Houston thing, uh, pillow pills all around me. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. I like that. Okay, and um, the second pick or release, whatever, is um, Skinhead Fuck Fake Skins. I had no, I still don't know who the fuck is part of this band, but what it sounds to me like when I heard it. Did you hear that? <laughs> we heard mm-hmm. firework. Holy it sound shit! Like, sound, sound like a, a chair falling down. Okay. So skinhead fuckface skins uh, reminds me of uh, after re-listening to it over and over, it reminds me of Drug Church. If Drug Church Drug Church was like a oi like an oi influenced band, hmm. like the the lyrics are very tongue in cheek. They're like funny as fuck, but the riffs are really good and it's like nice traditional oi, uh, very confrontational, even though it's funny. Uh, hold on. Yeah, it's it's a very confrontational sounding, even though it's like kind of funny. Uh, I really liked it a lot. I'm kind of bummed it's only like four tracks. I hope to hear like a full length or something like in the coming year. So yeah, those are my two picks: Pillars of Ivory, Genesis, and Exodus demo, and Skinhead, Fuck Fake Skins. Levi. All right. All right. So I'm gonna start off with uh, I have two rap albums for this one. Uh. One is current. The other one is also current, but like you probably didn't know that he put on an album this year. Uh, the first one is uh, Toby and Wigway, the Cinco Originals. Uh, he had put out a, a EP earlier this year. I think it's a pandemic project. And there's like, like five songs. Had songs like Try Jesus on there. Uh, it was like Try Jesus, but don't try me. Like, because it's pretty tight. Anyway, but on this other one, uh, he put out a full length also so and he was like what did your favorite artist do he put out two uh, he put out an ep and he put out a full length so i mean there's that anyway just just kind of killing that 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 theory there there guys don't count she did two albums <laughs> you didn't wow. say that so it does count <laughs> you didn't set the rules up anyway let me finish um so you have a uh, single originals it's a full-length album it's, it's like the first he first got on my radar i think it was like last year or the year before i think it was last year he did a song with Paul Wall, and I was like, oh, damn, Paul Wall's still alive. So then he took us out and then uh, ended up, like, fucking killing it. And uh, they kind of went back and forth, just kind of some wordplay and stuff. And just, no, it was, like, a little bit of a hook, but it's more just kind of wordplay back and forth. All right, the guy's kind of tight. Watched his NPR Tiny Desk concert. That shit was pretty tight also. And then this year he drops, you know, the EP, uh, the Pandemic Project. Also, dro- also drops Eddie, a, uh, a, a live broadcast, uh, live concert uh, album as well. Pandemic Experience Live also came out. And then, of course, recently he came out with the uh, Cinco Originals. And uh, if you, he's from Houston, so he's a Houston rapper. He, he uh, gives props to a lot of those rappers, hence Paul Wall. Uh, he also has, in this album, he has a, uh, a song with Lil Kiki. Uh, he's got a song called Father Figure with Royce of Five Nine and Black Thought. So when those two are on a track together. Damn, Royce of Five Nine? That's fucking yeah. dope. Yeah. And you have, uh, you get a couple of, you know, yeah, free, uh, freestyle uh, tracks as well. Uh, 
Lil Kiki's on here, Trey the Truth, um, and they they even I mean it's just it's a great album. It's like about 14 songs long, and if you want to go check it out, you can definitely do that. But you got Toby and Wigway again, uh, Cinco Originals, and if you haven't heard about them, maybe check out uh, Juice, the song he did with Paul Wall first. Then go to the a Tiny Desk concert. Talks about uh, one of the songs called Dope. Talks about being recognized as dope by his favorite artists and favorite people. His mom's talking about how he's, you know, he's wasting his life with this stuff. And then you have Erica Badu telling him he's dope. Then he sings about it. And he has Dave Chappelle telling him that he's dope. And he sings about it in that song also. It's a pretty cool song. And just kind of go through that a little bit. And then if you want to check out Sync Originals, you have plenty of things to choose from, whether it's, uh, again, you have Rosa 5'9, Big Crit. You got D Smoke on there who won uh, Rhythm and Flow. Lil Kiki, like there's Bun B's on here, Sire the Prince is on here as well, Kanye reference. So like, it's like, it's it got a good amount of features, but it also has, it's just good all the way around. So there's the current one. My second album that I chose, I showed this uh, album to uh, uh, <laughs> Eddie when I was like really kind of far gone already. I finished my, my little bottle that I had the last podcast. But uh, the other album is a T.I. put out an album called The Libra. He put, also put out an album about two years ago called Dime Trap, which was like a fucking banger of an album. It was like 16, 18 songs long, uh, but no one talked about it. I think it may have came out like when something else came out because the only time I heard the publicity for it was uh, The Breakfast Club. That was the only time I heard about it. And then outside of that, it was nothing. Same thing with this one. Uh, I don't remember where I heard it from, but I just saw he put out an uh, album. It's called The Libra. Uh, I really like T.I.'s stuff since, you know, the, the tip days, but even then, like this new stuff that he comes out with, he's able to kind of mix the current, you know, style on. He never talks down it and nothing like that. And he, you know, makes it sound good because he was one of the original, like, like trap, you know, a rap artists. Uh, he's got a song with uh, Young Thug called Ring. I would, I would suggest you check out first to see what I'm talking about. Again, there's a, a great amount of uh, features on this album as well. Uh, I love that he's able to do songs without hooks and it's still a fucking banger. It doesn't have to be like hook heavy but he does have hooks in here as well. It's got a nice little flow to it. You got the trap songs, you got the, uh, the romance songs, you got the, you know, just your straight up, just, uh, you know, lyricism songs as well. It's a, I told Eddie basically what this album is, it's about 20 songs long, but basically what it is, is just cruising at night music and fucking around with your friends, like, you know, going and doing something that you're not supposed to. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah so that's always fun. <clears throat> yeah, so it, it's it maybe something you won't play at the club or something, or maybe you won't play at a party. But it's definitely something you'll cruise around with them like you know at night and kind of just vibe to. So I would say check out Ring featuring Young Thug. And if you want to check out that uh the Libra album, that was it. So Toby and Wigway's uh Cinco Originals and TI's the Libra album. Damn, I have no idea TI dropped something. Holy shit, dude. He, again, I, that was that's what I was all mad, like I was all like half like half uh, buzz telling Eddie that he put out Time Shop two years ago and no one talked about it and blah blah blah. That's you know, that one he that one he had a song called Hefe with Meek Mill, and it's a fucking banger. And yeah, no he one played he it. played that one for me, and it was really good. I said, "Oh, Ti's top five Atlanta." Levi is like, "No, top five ever." I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of my top five easily of all time. Um, I feel like is it me or did did uh, more music drop this year than before? Because that's how I feel. Drop. Yeah, because I feel like it's yeah. been, it was an overwhelming year for music. I don't know if maybe we're yeah. we paid attention more because you know. We didn't have much to do or yeah. if literally just like no one had much to do. So everyone just dropped music this year because holy yeah. shit, man, like I, I was overwhelmed with what I heard already from this year that there's yeah. so many things I wanted to check out that I still haven't checked out and shit. So, yeah, uh, I, I feel um, like 
I feel like people like maybe uh, drop back catalog and they just didn't say anything, you know, yeah. just to kind of like, I have, I have these, I have these songs here and we check them out. You know, maybe I think a lot of artists did that as well. And they dropped like, you know, singles, uh, what's her name? Uh, Victoria justice who was on uh, victorious on Nickelodeon dropped an, a song this year. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like so it's just like, I mean, everyone was dropping something this year. Yeah. So, All right. Eddie. And what do you got? Okay. So, funny that uh levi mentions victorious because this is a victorious alumni she dropped what i imagine is going to be a lot of basic bitches album of the year okay. uh ariana grande with position yep. aka yep. the horny album because jesus christ <laughs> you know you know how like the the, uh, the beatles got Wait. the black album or the white album whatever the horny album. <laughs> got the horny album. <laughs> the horny album. <laughs> Wait, hold up it's hold not gonna be wait her albums weren't horny before because I'm pretty sure side to side was about like this. This doing is things. hornier and in your face. But like this you is yeah. tongue in cheek references. Mm. This one, she's just like straight up, like hit it like a side chick type shit. Like she's nasty. You know, like, sex is like, probably vanilla, but that's fine. You know, you know, you know how like Kanye's <clears throat> cover art for the single Mercy it was just like the word Mercy in red letters. This yeah. one just says horny on the LP horny version. And- <laughs> Instead of a good wait, wait, Fridays, so, it's so, gonna be horny Fridays. So wait, so what you're what you're saying is that it's basically her just grabbing you in the back of the head and putting your face in it. Yeah. It's on it's on her terms. Yeah. 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 yeah, I got the, it. So the, so so you're so you're the uh, what is it? You're the you're the sub. The sub. Yeah, she makes you your <laughs> her sub. She's daddy, and you're the kid. And when you're listening to this, okay, continue. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with that. Levi froze again. Where's his other I'm, hand? I'm still here. I'm, still here. I'm not going to continue talking about this album until you show me both your hands, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm busy, okay? okay. Like, All right. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to quickly go through it. The features yeah, are really good. The Weeknd killed it. Doja Cat is problematic as she is. She killed it. And uh, T.Y. Donnerstein killed it also. Great album. Uh, gonna go on to the second pick. Um, Yo hago lo que me da la gana by Bad Bunny. This would have been the album of the summer. And DT McCallan had Brona not hit. I'm convinced this album in an alternate universe. We all overdosed while partying to it. Yeah, just super fun album. Uh, it blew him up. Everybody still hasn't shut up about this album yeah. it's gotten to the point where people are like oh you're basic if you like bad bunny so what shut up that's all i, I gotta um, say <laughs> yeah. i'm not that much of a fan of him but you know it makes people happy fuck it fuck it I'm, yeah. I'm cool so it's good party music levi yeah. has his face of disapproval though <laughs> he, he that's just his regular face that's sir. just how i look i'm sorry <laughs> no wait wait, wait wait do you like bad bunny or not like not trying to stir shit i'm just asking i do Okay, who doesn't like Bad Bunny? There's someone that didn't like Bad Bunny. Brian, Brian, I bet it's no, Brian. Please say it's, it's Brian. Brian. Which it's Brian? Brian? It's Brian. <laughs> okay, no, there's someone else though. Fuck. Shit. Never mind. You, they'll, they'll, they'll reply to this podcast like, yeah, they didn't like the me, part about they're, Bad they're Bunny. They're listening to it right now. It's fucking me. <laughs> okay. Was there, was there like a <laughs> wait, track that that? Uh, wait, who's fucking you? <laughs> was there, um, was, there a, was there a track that stood out for you the most from that Bad Bunny album? Uh, Bad Bunny album, it would have to be uh, the track with Daddy Yankee. It is called, hold on, let me pull it up on Spotify right now. It's not on, I'm a fake mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. La Santa. Okay, don't play it in the background because then like we're going to get two losses. Well, <laughs> Dua Lipa and Daddy Yankee are 
you're gonna, snipers. They're, they're gonna jump on it. They're gonna jump on a track and just diss my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what what other one do you got? Uh, La Santa Safaera, because of that beat switch at the end, it brings in. It, I think it's a Missy Elliott sample, like the oh yeah, Freak yeah, on, it is, yeah. and gives it that little reggaeton twist. I've heard, I've and then one, yeah. for the Ariana album, uh, "Off the Table," the weekend feature, and then the song with the Doja Cat feature. Those are two really solid tracks. All right, cool. Yeah. So my next two is well, the first one is Gulch, Impenetrable, Cerebral Fortress. God damn that release just feral sounding as fuck just aggressive everything i love of uh, of all their influences that he mixed in of like punk hardcore even a little bit of death metal here and there and just like ominous fucking sounding dark guitar tones it's all blended just fucking perfect just everything i like the the the, the vocals just screeching but not overwhelmingly like like nothing wrong with converge but you know like not 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 like that you know it's like um, it's harnessed like perfectly. That Susie and the Banshees cover at the fucking end. They made it their own, which I love about covers when bands make it their own and just like bring a new thing to it. I love this release so much that I bought every shirt they dropped. Uh, I bought two colorways of the albums of the Shit. album. Nice. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of money on Gulch because <laughs> this release like really put. Me- I mean, I was already a Gulch fan, but goddamn, dude, they just killed it. I can't yeah. wait for whatever. Yeah, like, Go ahead. I feel like everyone like bought so much from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to like, like uh, especially especially that uh that uh that Hello Kitty one that like blew up and everyone was like fighting their mother for. Oh, oh yeah. god, yeah. And so like much. making a huge deal about it, and I was like, it's it's a fucking sweatshirt, bro. They're gonna have others <laughs> but everyone like it's like that they had even had that video of them like the they're playing at, at that uh, are they playing what were they playing at, at fya uh, in florida fya fya and there's they're playing right and there's like there's like 50 people in line for that stupid ass hoodie <laughs> oh I yeah i like, saw that yeah i saw that and i was like yeah and, and then that goes back to what your little post uh early in the day about the subculture <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> you should be watching supporting the band and being in the pit <laughs> i was like Oh, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the this was a really good release. Um, I don't know. I can't wait if they drop something in 2021. I can't wait to fucking hear it. I'll buy even more shit from them. <laughs> uh, my second one is uh, Chain Whip. Uh, they're a hardcore punk band from Canada. I got into them recently with their album 14 Lashes that came out in 2019. But they end up dropping something over the summer, uh, demo 2020. It's a, I guess, like newer songs that they recorded. They mentioned on Bandcamp that they're gonna re-release them for like a future release. I guess, I guess, I guess they were just home recordings. But still, it sounds fucking good. I, I love that demo. Um, for any fans of like 80s American hardcore, like negative approach, like just fast with a little bit of like oi influence. Um, shit like that is really fucking good Chain Whip is going to be probably my favorite release if they do put that if they re-release those songs next year into like a, or if they put it out in an LP format or whatever so yeah Gulch, Impenetrable Super Fortress Chain Whip, Demo 2020 Levi what do you got? 
All right, here we go. So um, my uh, <laughs> my next two uh, are a little bit different, but they're all from older bands. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with the uh, this first one. Uh, Rotting Out put out that Ronin EP. Uh, and it Fuck, was just, I forgot about to add that to my list. Okay, so, go. <laughs> it was so... <laughs> Fucking refreshing to hear them again, man. Like yeah. after the whole after, after after Wally, you know, doing how to go through what he went through and stuff like that. They put out you know some singles and stuff, uh, but actually putting in something like this, like I mean, everyone was talking about, it, especially hearing them again. And like, yeah, so I was like to front to back. I mean, I loved it because it was just hearing running out again was like pretty badass for me. And uh, what do you call it? Yeah, but that, that EP was great. I have nothing to say about it. Just listen to the whole thing. It's not that long. Yeah. So, like, and anybody can like check it out if they haven't checked it out yet. But yeah, riding out, having them back again was tight as fuck. So yeah, there yeah. was that. Right. Second one, again, another older band, but they got the band back together. The original members are back together. Fucking Misery Signals, Ultraviolet. It's only nine songs long. I miss, I miss so much melodic hardcore. It's not really a thing anymore. I've had like dreams to start a melodic hardcore band, but I've been told more than once that no one would listen to it and nobody would go see it because everyone's gives a fuck about breakdowns and like, yeah. you know, being mad about something. So you can't, you can't be mad apparently and like, you know, play melodically. It has to be like, you know, chug chugs to get people's <laughs> attention anyway. But yeah, <laughs> mystery signals, uh, they put out uh, ultraviolet um, and it's, and they buy back uh, uh, Jesse, who was the original singer. They had uh they had Carl singing for them after I believe the first album after of, of Malice, and after that it was Carl doing vocals. Who did a great fucking job in my opinion. I loved all their albums from beginning to the end, uh, and then this one brings it back to those days of uh, of Malice. So since since of Malice, which came out fucking years ago, Jesse hadn't been vocal hasn't been the vocalist till now, and they came out with yeah. this. Uh, I too bought stuff. I bought a, uh, the package from them. The fucking uh, I bought a shirt. The, the, the bundle was it came with a mask, a shirt, uh, a, a purple vinyl of the album, uh, and I forgot what else it came with. That's like, right. You posted it on your Instagram story, and when yeah. you posted it, I was like, "Is that new? Like, is that a new record?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, okay." Because yeah. I honestly didn't know they had put something out. I was like, "Wow!" Like, okay. And then now that you mentioned that they have the original singer from Of Malice, because to be honest, um, I heard of Malice and then never heard anything from them after that. I just yeah. you know just drifted away like what interests and shit um but i remember the first time we heard them was like when that fucking album dropped i heard them because someone said oh it has like former members of seven angels seven plagues and shit and uh, yeah. i was like okay cool like and then i was like it was like what 2004 when he dropped that 2005 yeah was a i remember hearing the year uh the year's summer ended summer in june, june. Yeah. yeah okay so i heard yeah. it on the on a on a ferret sampler like back then i was like uh yeah. junior senior in high school and it had like yeah. some other fucking bands on it i can't remember which ones but i remember hearing that version but it's different from the actual of malice version right like i feel like it's lower quality on the yeah ferret. In the ferret, well, oh, yeah, point? possibly, possibly it could have been it could have been one of the other takes, um, but yeah, no, that was in it. Oh, another thing that came with that with the bundle was fucking awesome. But it came with the record, came with the mask, it came with a shirt, and it also came with a limited run of the DVD. Yesterday was everything, which talks about how that song came to be, how the band came to be. It talks about seven into seven plagues. It talks about the the the, uh, the the car wreck, the the van wreck that happened that inspired the song and how the band kind of fell out and it, it shows them coming back with the of malice of malice 10 year reunion yeah. tour with the day with jesse and talk about that and the possibility of him coming back 
And and then after I you know, after that, about a few years later, he, he actually comes back and they release Ultraviolet. So all the songs are very uh, ministry signals. Again, I love melodic hardcore. Mm-hmm. I miss it. If somebody out there has some other ones they want to put me onto, I know I was, I was really big into. I love like when Half Heart would be like really melodic. Uh, I loved It Prevails. Uh, I loved uh, Music Singles, of course. Later on down the line, Era, that band came out with like Impulse. That was a really good album, and they kind of just faded away from what I liked about them. But that's a different story. Yeah. But yeah, this album has only nine songs, ranging from two and a half to five minutes. Uh, they're not very long. Um, they put out videos for pretty much the first four, three songs. Tempest, Sunlifter, River King, and like this is a fucking great. And this is gonna be actually one of my songs, and that is going to be number, no, track number four, Through the Veils of Blue Fire. They do something in this song that I loved because it happened also in the song called um, In the Name of Us All by Darkest Hour, their last album. Mm-hmm. So if you wanna check out like that song first, it's a completely different sort of uh, song, of course. But they do something in that song that they did, the song in, in, uh, Through the Veils of Blue Fire from Music Signals. And I loved it. So this is going to be my first choice for the song to be played. So, All right. And this is Misery Signals Through the Veils of Blue Fire. surprises okay uh enough of the white people music um <laughs> said the taylor swift fan okay go ahead <laughs> t swifties my my t swift fans y'all can stop listening at this point uh we're getting into hip-hop i got two hip-hop releases i have a drug dealing is a lost art by rmr or rumor i still don't know I how say, to say, I, this I say rmr just rmr like, yeah or, just I say. Say, or we can just say rumor <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if I could call this guy a rapper. He's like an artist. 
like because yeah. he's doing like country sounding vocals on like piano beats but then he has like hip-hop beats yeah, also. he has like some trap beats and just heavy auto-tune like it's like country <laughs> trap let's call it that yeah. but yeah it's <laughs> like he's really really poetic and soulful like it was a great release i was hyped of all the little snippets he slowly released on twitter so when he finally dropped the album i was like this is perfect it was worth the wait it was mm-hmm. a really 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 good album uh this is one of my songs actually silence okay. uh oh, by RMR. so good i remember you sent it to me yes I really dude, liked you I, it and i, I punished so many people with that like i sent it to you timmy the group chat I was like can y'all listen to this little clip and the song like that little beat it's just you lay oh, so your good. head at the end of the night just relax when you play it like it's gonna click with people they're gonna be like oh yeah shit, all right before we play the track let me give my two cents uh on this artist and the release and all that so here we go I remember the video got viral the way did what rascal it's like a rascal flats uh, reimagination yeah. song yeah. whatever <laughs> when he's like singing acapella with the gun before the actual song started oh, yeah, 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 and all his yeah, homies yeah. are around him <laughs> i was like what the fuck I was like, what the fuck is this? What kind of trolling is this? And then the song starts, I've been hurt and fucked up too many years ago. And I did not stop laughing. I started losing it. I sending it to my, my coworkers in our group chat. I sent it to my friends in our group chat. I sent it like to everyone because I could not stop laughing. And I was like, this is so stupid. And I closed it, didn't watch it for the rest of the day. And then the next day, I was like, I'm in her and fucked up too. Like singing it to myself. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of want to watch it. And then I watched it again. And then like, I sent it to the worst behavior group chat. And Brian is like, the song's cute. And then Timmy was like, what are you talking about? Cute. He's all like, fuck 12. And I don't know why. This is not romantic in any way, but it sounds like it. And then I, then I genuinely was a fan. And I was like, this song is so fucking good. And then the other song dropped. And then like, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I became an RMR fan. And the, the the only way I found out about this country trap shit um, was uh, thanks to Diaz and Mero. They had Lil Nas X, of course. That's where the where it kind of first started, and then RMR to kind of took it like his own little way. Uh, sadly, Lil Nas didn't do another like country sounding song that they hit the country pop charts or hit the country charts or whatever. But this this guy like I he came out on Diaz and Mero also for that same song for Rascal. <laughs> And yes. he, he he even performed uh, "I'm Over You" on there on, on the show also. So I don't hate it, but it's not something I would like just l- sit down and listen to. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be like, like it's gotta be the perfect mood. It has to be in that exact mindset, which is not fucking very good very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was just I, to me. I feel like it's too left of center that it's like, damn, I like this because it's just so <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's get that- it. That's kind of how I felt like with Dua Lipa because like it's kind of it's not crazy like or like you know weird like this is but yeah. it was just like this is kind of basic like kind of how what uh, uh, Daddy was saying but at the same time like it's fucking produced so well like I couldn't stop listening to the arrangements and stuff like that and just like singing along with the lyrics is kind of just a byproduct of that I, I yeah. sing these songs with those songs with no no shame but like the production level the, the drums the bass the synths everything that comes together the production level is just so awesome so. I feel like kind of like I shouldn't be listening to this, but I don't give a shit. It's you know people are dying every day, so. <laughs> All right, so silence, right? Yes, silence. All right, so this is Eddie's pick, Armar. 
or rumor or rumor with silence. hits the high notes fuck 12 fuck 12 fuck 12 okay so fuck 12, uh, fuck 12. i was gonna say one more thing okay uh, before we get off uh rmr uh the matchbox 20 thing he did dude yes i was about to say that that was beautiful like i can't listen to the matchbox 20 oh song anymore because his lyrics are in my head <laughs> it's like and he's got the microphone with the bike stand the old school bike <laughs> He's like cupping it and he's soaking it. And he's like doing the actual roasting. Like he's like saying like Chioni dances when it rains, like stripper <laughs> reference. Like, God, that's amazing. Oh. Then you got Amber Rose, like for the follow-up track to yeah. that. Like he's sitting down like she's his girlfriend or some shit in the oh video. Oh my god, man. He, he, and then and then he goes off and gives gives her his his ski mask too. Yeah. He wow. every every yeah. artist that he works with gets a custom ski mask from him like he oh i saw a G one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that fucking guy needs to pay me and mondo but that's a whole different story the real ski mask is slum god fuck out of here <laughs> okay so oh yeah shit i'm next all right <clears throat> let me see let me see okay so see <laughs> my next two picks okay so i'm gonna burp i'm drinking this 
shiner cheer and it's hurting my stomach. Okay. Mm, probably. I'm going to have to take a huge shit after this. Okay. <clears throat> keep that it's in. Like, keep that it's, in. It's like eating my <laughs> insides right now. Like, oh. <laughs> my <laughs> next <laughs> album is. <laughs> you should the bubble keep, the, keep that in. Keep that in. Don't cut that out. No, I'm not. I'm not going to cut it out. Okay. So, uh, Spirit World, Pagan Rhythms. Fucking love you. I love Folsom. It was good to hear him back on some music shit. I mean, I was always actually a Spirit World fan, even through like the the country honky tonk stuff he was doing. But going back to uh, metal, like hardcore influence shit, he knocked it out of the fucking park for what he was going for. It was just uh, heavy fucking riffs, um, some integrity, uh, influence, all that. I heard a lot. I heard all that war. Heard Marauder and a lot of these tracks. Just the production of it is fucking insane like the samples are so well mixed in i feel like it's like um i feel like it's a movie like the album from the beginning to end as you're listening to it it's just it's like a i think there's a book that he wrote uh that goes along with the album which unfortunately i didn't i didn't get to order with the the package thing i got the shirt but i'm gonna see if i could get the book separately um side note uh riley from power trip was actually um helping him write it before he passed so that's pretty cool that riley had some uh input in that so yeah but pagan rhythms great fucking release um i think i heard on a podcast that he had been working on that for about like a year or two so it was very well thought out and executed perfectly as far as what he was going for um i can't wait for that record to come in when in the mail secondly is uh this is a little weird it's not weird. It's not that weird, actually. So it's a artist. I think it's like a one-man person doing this. Uh, they're called Cherry Cheeks. It's like a weirdo, like, diva worship, like, air quotes, egg punk, whatever the fuck they call it. Some freaky it's, shit. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like straight-up diva, like, punk shit. And um, it's simple, but it hits so well. Like, it, the, he put out three EPs, like, in the year, like, in the same, like, in the same year about three or four songs each but my favorite one is no ticket uh look just just listen to it this is one of my songs so this is cherry cheeks no ticket check it out i suggest you listen to more of their stuff it's worth your while
And Levi, what do you got? Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, so I know we're doing two, um, but I'm going to go ahead and stick two of these together. Um, and I'll, I'll segue. I'll try to segue it pretty, pretty good, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> first, uh, first things first, I'm wearing the shirt here today. Uh, Drain, who's like, I found out about them when they put out their EP fucking years ago. Uh, I was I was very uh, fortunate enough to get them to come down to McAllen one time right before they blew up on a Tuesday, nonetheless. And like everyone loved it. That was a fun were, fucking show. That was yeah, so like them came down with, you know, uh, with Earth Down and like it was it was just a fun fucking show. Uh, the great bunch of dudes. I talked with Sam on the phone for like almost an hour when we we're trying to like sell out the whole booking stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like trying to ask, he was asking me about, you know, because they had never been, they hadn't traveled at all yet. We were like, I was the first person to book them in, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and they're like, so where can we go in Texas? Like, what, what, I, I gave them all the normal spots, you know, that we would hit up El Paso, uh, certain spots, you know, West Texas, they want to go out to like the Lubbock area, Houston maybe. And I mentioned San Antonio as well. And I was like, but if you go, I told me, if you go to El Paso, man, like, you need to be respectful. Like, a lot of bands don't go back there because, you know, they want to try and do this out of the other. He's like, no, like, we're respectful. All right, cool. And just kind of looked at that. But when I met him, stand up dude, super nice. Oh, like so one of the sweetest dudes ever, man. Like, yeah. just, he looks like very good mood. Like being around him, just to get like this very yeah. good, positive vibes around him. Yeah. And then so like when uh, they came out with uh, Time Enough at Last, which was their follow up after their first their, their little demo. I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm glad they're moving forward. And then uh, it was a little bit after t- time enough at last when they came down to to uh, McAllen and they played and shit and then literally about maybe a month later Danny they played fucking like Sound and Fury and then they just blew up like after that like everyone <laughs> like I was like and I, I remember telling you I, like, I cannot believe I paid what I paid to get them to come to McAllen like, yeah they went on this, yeah they went yeah. on this meteoric rise like just after you booked them like I was like holy shit the heights that this band is going like <laughs> Yeah, and and, the, and even then, like Sam still is a stand-up dude. Like all the guys in that band are, are fucking stand-up, and like uh, I, I talk to them every once in a while. Um, and I forgot who it was when I when I first bought my uh, my little package. You know, it came with the shirt, it came with the with the insert, with the poster. They copied the Thrasher uh, cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, that and they're was play, they're, they're playing underneath it. I have that poster also, along with along with of course the uh, what do you call it the uh, the album itself is so fucking great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're all, there's every single song on that album is sick. I love it. Again, fast shit, the occasional breakdown. Uh, my favorite song on that album easily is a uh, sick one. It just kind of builds and builds and it's fast, 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 fast. And then mm-hmm. when I close my stops, eyes, and it's like, it's perfect. And they're going to keep writing and stuff. And Sam not only was a badass dude, but he fucking played drums. He plays drums in Gulch. He played drums in uh, Hands of God. At the same time, and those three bands, I believe, or two bands played in Philly at that little small ass room that we played in. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I remember like us being like, why would Chris book this shit? People were going to like <laughs> murder each other. <laughs> a little coffee shop. It's not even a coffee shop, just a little hallway. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it was, it was yeah. fucking crazy. But yeah, they went on this crazy rise. They're still stand up. They, uh, for all of us in the, in the valley here, they do want to come back to the valley. They had a great fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't wait to see him again once all this shit finally blows over. Um, but it's it's great to see that not only have they gotten bigger yes when they've done well for themselves, but it's deserved. They're great dudes. They're not stuck up about it. 
And I hope it continue to get bigger. And they play with, you know, Power Trip. They play with so many great bands um, <clears throat> as they've gone forward, but they're still fucking stand up and they still, you know, just, you know, like to hang out and shit. So yeah, yeah, Drain, California Curse. You listen to it if you haven't already. Everyone's talked about it. Check it out. These next two are coming from my hometown of Lubbock, Texas. Uh, two homies of mine that I've known for years. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the first one I'm going to mention is uh, Tiger Splitter, Temple of Blades. I'm kind of biased because it's the whole Lubbock thing, but fucking uh, James, you probably know him from uh, Heaven's Final War. He played, uh, he played in that band. He also played in uh, an old hardcore band back in Lubbock called Break Yourself. They were fucking great also. He was in a short-lived band called Crackpipe, and it was <laughs> the greatest shit in the world. And that, that was awesome. Um, but he's, he's been you know, doing quite a bit. But when this came out, uh, I listened to it, and I was so happy to hear, hear him on vocals again. So James fucking killed it in this, and they're going to put more stuff out here pretty soon. Um, he recorded the drums and the vocals for this, and then he had a homie do the guitar parts, of course, and hopefully they'll have a full lineup here pretty soon, and they can start you know, doing some gigs after this shit blows over. And uh, speaking of uh, Heaven's Final War, the one I'm going to attach to it, because it's also in the, uh, from the Lubbock area or the West Texas area, uh, Flesh Rot, they put out their oh, demo this right. year, yeah. and they, put, they had the biggest fucking promotion through merch i have ever seen in my life they had like six colors of their tape yeah. different variations of like t-shirts and like koozies and they had like a vhs layout of some sort of a release yeah, yeah, it, it looked it fucking was, awesome it was, yeah it was a horror like a horror like style sort of vhs sort of looking thing yeah uh flesh rides just demo uh my favorite song from that one uh twisted visions prevail with fucking it's a great death metal album it's not hardcore but if you like death metal, not death core, not death influence, oh, yeah. not like, yeah, it's straight up death metal, like, like real and, shit. And Phil is probably the biggest curator of like just straight up like uh, death metal, black metal, like just those really just solid bands that you maybe never heard of before. He's he's where I found out about uh, Witch Vomit from and bands like that. And this band, him and uh, you know. And uh, Tanner from Fatebringer, if, if anybody knows who that that hardcore band was, he's a you know pretty much the drummer for every band in the West Texas area over there. Oh, uh, but um, yeah, and like even even at that, like it was like they uh, James did Tiger Splitter, Phil has this flesh rot thing going on. They also have a band called Dirt Nap that uh, James plays drums in, Phil plays guitar in, and Worm from Ivy League does vocals in, and it's fucking awesome. They didn't come out with this that with anything this year but they have something going with that also. It's pretty fucking tight. So yeah, um, Drain California Curse and the other two, of course, uh, being Tiger Splitter Temple of Blades and Flesh Rot's uh, demo. And you should check those out. Definitely worth it. Cool. Eddie, please surprise us. Because yeah, I feel like you're just, you're surprising us more than <laughs> more than anyone here. I'll, or I'll T-Swift. This, this next cut is a, it's a, atmospheric black metal german band no <laughs> just something, something. god damn it dude i have a polish band on my next one <laughs> now i'm like this is, this is a this is black metal techno with a cumbia influence no um it's a hip-hop album it's a uh, as god intended by apollo brown and shay noir and this album i got put onto this album by a homie fernando from corpus uh he sent it to my dms he's like let Wait, me know for your Fern thoughts on Mo this. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the homie, nice. shout out to him. He sent me a DM. And he's like, let me know your thoughts on this. And I was at work. I'm like, I'm a, 
I have it. I looked at the track listing. And I'm like, okay, this will be enough to get me on my drive home. I drove longer than I had to just to keep this album on repeat. Like the HB parking home. lot, just doing <laughs> just donuts, <laughs> yeah, donuts, going through random drive-throughs. What y'all got on special? Uh, nah, I don't got anything. <laughs> I don't even want to eat here. Y'all don't even have my favorite blunt wraps. I'm out of here. Okay, go. <laughs> so, oh, well, y'all I got home. white owl. <laughs> you ain't got no white owl, no duchess, no douche no deluge. You don't got no white grape, punk ass bitch. <laughs> okay, continue. And uh, I got home, listened to it, to it again. I had to go pick up my girlfriend from work. I listened to it again, total of four times that day, because it Damn. is just really, really good. The production is amazing. Apollo Brown, he's a great, great producer. Uh, this was my first time hearing about both these artists, Apollo Brown and Shane Noir. And Shane Noir is just an amazing lyricist. Like, so is it like a, it's like a dual mixtape or what is it? It was like Apollo Brown does the production and he selected Shane Noir to do all the lyrics, like all the rapping. Like okay, for, cool, cool. Yeah. And uh, my take is Shane Noir, female Kendrick, like straight up. She's that good. Wow. Like, lyrically. Um, she's not talking about like, wop and shit like that which is cool it's fine we all need those tracks to turn up but even yeah, yeah. like when guys talk about that shit like migos and Lil uzi like you just get overwhelmed with it you want something real some conscious rap this brings that this inspires you this makes you fall in love with hip-hop again like the last track is like i think 98 or 96 that's the title of it and it's just referencing nas wu-tang mob deep uh lauren hill Lil Kim, like all those artists from New York that were killing it, that made you fall in love with hip hop. This is her love letter to that. So yeah. definitely that's an album everybody needs to check out. Like, even if you're not the biggest hip hop fan, you'll enjoy this. Actually, you've yeah. Uh, yeah, you have me very excited to check this out. I'm going to like, I punished, I work like I punished a lot of people like the day after I got hyped on this album. I yeah. think I sent it to Levi like through you YouTube. Did. I don't think yeah. I got around to sending it to you, but like I sent it yeah. to timmy the group channel i'm like y'all please check this shit out yeah. and that, that that the same way you feel about about her she, she, it's a it's a great album by the way guys you it's you should definitely check it out um i didn't mention it because of course it's like i'm still listening to it and i think eddie was going to put it up anyway so here it is but I, the same way he feels about her is the same way i feel about no name uh no name is like uh she was a, just a straight up poet before anything she's from the chicago area where you no know, chance big big mensa they mm-hmm. all kind of have that similar flow sort of thing but hers is very conscious. It's very poetic. It's very fucking great. When she put out an album, I think two years ago, I really, really dug. She had like that kind of loungy feel to it too. Not so much the Jay Dilla, but she had like like Bossa Nova in the background and like stuff like that where she was kind of rapping over. And like, and then it's, yeah, the same way he feels about her is the same way I feel about Noni, but this chick is also really, really good also. Check out. Not, not to be, uh, not to bring up controversy or whatever. So uh, I've never heard Noni. I just... And that's on me. I haven't, I haven't made the effort to, to check her out. But the, the only like um, connection I have to the name um, was like some bullshit happened. Would J. Cole said something dumb or what did he do? Did he like? Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't name drop her, but he said something and she kind of just like ignored it. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of tight for a little bit, but she just kind of like didn't really pay much attention. to. Oh, it. she didn't entertain it any further than that. Uh, uh, oh, OK, cool, cool. I was I was OK. That's what I remember. I could I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, there might be other shit. It's like yeah, yeah, but I mean, like we're just bullshitting right now. But yeah, as far as I remember, it, yeah, it was a little bit of something. But she was she made a statement about it and it kind of moved on. Okay. The, the takeaway for the listeners is fuck J Cole. 
Also listen to J. Cole. It's okay. I'm, uh, it's whatever. Fuck J. Cole. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so as God intended, Apollo Brown, Shay Noir, definitely check out those two artists like on their own. Shay Noir dropped another album after that called After 12. That one's been blowing up like on Twitter a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely follow her. She's on the rise. Like she doesn't even have 10K followers yet. She's like under 5,000, super, super underground, but definitely an artist yep. you want to keep your eyes and ears on. Like she's going to blow up. Like I promise you that. Yeah. Um, my second pick uh, is Fan- Fantoma by Mikao. And this is oh. scene kid music. This is warp tour music with synths and breakdowns, but it's incredible. Like from these where? Kids, they are from Philadelphia, I think. Okay. Uh, it's Fantoma by Mikao. Mikao is a Legend of Zelda character. So like okay. immediately that clicked. I'm like, I fuck with this band already. I thought, like, I thought I'm, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like whatever, but I thought this was like an international band. <laughs> so I, like, okay. I, I thought that too. I'm like, okay, okay. But no, they're like from Philadelphia, I want to yeah. say. And uh, these are kids. I think they're fairly young. So they okay. weren't around for the height. Yeah, but yeah, maybe caught the end of it. But they definitely took the best parts of the bands, like, and not that there's like a lot of best parts of bands like <laughs> Chiodos yeah. and Asking Alexandria and all those Warped Tour bands. But they took the best part of that and they made something like their own. The song titles are what got me. They have like a Kung Pao reference. It's like I'm bleeding, making me the victor. There's one mm-hmm. called The Guy Who Played Tron and Tron. Like those type of ridiculous sound titles yeah. from like that era. Like I've always loved that. Very on um, brand to that like type of genre. Yeah, this, this is really, really good. Like if they were to tour, I'd go see them. Like it'd okay. be fun like to see this kind of band. Uh, yeah, Fantoma by Mikau and As God Intended by Apollo Brown and Shane Noir. Those are my two picks. Okay, so my final two. Okay, so this one, I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's either, okay, it's J-A-D. It's either Jad or Yad. It could have had like a accent over the A, so I don't know. It's one of those two. It's a band from Poland. Um, the release was called Westrit. I'm pronouncing it as the best that I can. Uh, the Polish translation to English means hate. Oh, shit. And uh, they remind me a little bit of program, actually. They're very, like, hardcore punk, just um, reverb vocals. Um, it has hints of mammoth grinder, but a little bit less death metal influence. You have the, 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 the Tupa beats that I fucking love in current um, fucking punk. Uh, really good shit. I like it a lot if you're a fan of, again, mammoth grinder. Um fucking gag even um or even local flavor program uh you should check them out i like them a lot and my final one is chubby and the gang speed kills really good fucking oi punk pub rock type of shit um you could hear the heavy sham 69 cockney rejects influence i it's very rare for me to find an oi band um current recent oi bands that i like uh aside from like concrete elite which is a little bit more like aggro and a little bit more uh just you know uh confrontational and shit this one's more like of a popier not popier but like i don't know has like that that um anthemic like shit to it and just like like oh shit you know i'm having fun drinking with some friends and shit like type mm. of like oi punk um this next the last track i'm gonna pick is actually from this album. Um, it's the rise and fall of the gang. It's my favorite track off this album. It has just like this great fucking rock and roll just sound to it. It's 
fucking it's just fun okay like in the, in the riff in this song if you hear this and it doesn't give you the urge to like bob your head or the urge to pogo or like slam side to side or anything like that literally mean to me it means you have no pulse and a shitty tasting <laughs> fucking music and i hope i'm never in a car ride with you and have to be like subjected to any of your fucking music and i'm just gonna end it with that this is rise and fall of the gang by chubby and Yeah, I can hear you. Well, it's not my final two because I have 16, remember? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, y'all yeah, go off. I'll, I'll indulge and, like, chime in every now and then. Go. Yeah. Now, uh, so, so, like, one I'm just going to kind of pass through real quick is uh, it's it's, a, it's it's just a single, but I really enjoyed it because it took – I know how long it takes these people to kind of put stuff out, and they're also homies, and I'm also biased, so I don't give a shit. Uh, through the, uh, this, this is too difficult. Ruminations. It was a single oh. release. Oh my God, how uh, did I forget I did, you? I, I, did, I, I, did, I did get the uh, the Plexi like a long ass time ago. Uh, all the guys in that band again are, are homies, and I know it takes, I know it takes, I, for a fact, I've seen Rafa craft a song like, and it takes him forever because he like, he always comes back to it and it takes him a while. So that's why you'll see like three song releases, you know, four song release, or one song release because, you know, it takes him a while to really get songs that he likes. 
he only got one song this year, but hey, it was fucking worth it. It was worth put it. I loved it. Yeah. Put out a plexi with it. Put out a shirt. I got both of those motherfuckers this year. I bought a lot of merch this year. I think everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> um, My record yeah. collection grew expand like it expanded. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So this this is your difficult ruminations. That's just a single. So I'm just gonna go ahead and just move on. I'm gonna say two full albums real quick. Uh, the first one uh, is gonna piss off the Christocrats of the world. So come for me, bro. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, Eminem put out the uh, music to be murdered by album. So that album, like everyone talks about, I miss, I miss the drug up and I miss when he was blah, blah, blah. I, I don't, I don't really miss it. Uh, I like it. I still love those albums. I still bang, like still bang them whenever I feel like it, but I really, there's some stuff in the middle he put out. I didn't, I didn't always like, I had, haven't liked everything he's put out. I didn't like revival. Like a lot of people did, but there are a couple songs I did like, I didn't really care for um, relapse. And of course, the uh, I think it was was it um, after Eminem show? I can't remember the name of the album. That album I wasn't really down for either. Anyway, but this album kind of goes off of what he really did back in the I believe it was Kamikaze. Kind of just dropped it out of nowhere again. Uh, like Taylor Swift, he came out of nowhere, dropped an album this year uh, without telling anybody, with no product, sorry, with no promotion, nothing like that. Anyway. His new style, of course, is more crafting songs and like very lyric heavy and stuff like that. But in this and this one, Kamikaze, he was just mad. He was trying to, you know, fighting back about people talking shit about revival. That was basically the concept of the album. And this one, he's still he's still like kind of talking about that a little bit, but it's more just, okay, I'm just gonna go back to doing what I like to do. And that's you know, I'm gonna wrap my ass off, I'm gonna put these people on tracks, and I'm going to just fucking, you know, burn your ears off with this. You probably won't play any stuff at a club. I I, I get it. But I've always been a fan to see where he likes where he's gonna go next in his music. Uh, this one had a shit ton of, of features, and of course they all bring it. Again, I mentioned earlier uh, Black Thought and Royce the Five Nine. He has a song called Ya Ya with Royce the Five Nine, Black Thought, and they just fucking murder it. And it's so like it, it's so crazy to hear they use a Busta Rhyme sample. This is the Ya 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 Ya, and they oh kind of, shit, and really? No, he froze. <laughs> He's waiting for like you don't know the Buster Rhyme sample. Bro. I'm like excited. I'm like fuck. <laughs> oh no! This go off and it's this back and forth, and it's just it's very lyric heavy. But it's also like I mean I, I enjoy it. He's rapping like I'm in there. Wait, 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 wait! Stop, stop, stop talking! Stop, stop! Leave my is when yeah. Nick Cannon was beefing with himself. <laughs> Wait, I, just heard Nick, I just heard I, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Fuck Nick <What>? Cannon. <laughs> Bro, you froze and then you came in real hot, like like rap, like talking real fast. And then, and then all, we heard, all we heard was Nick Cannon beefing with himself. <laughs> Let me let, let me reset. Where did, where did, okay, I, where did I stop at? You're, you're, okay, the Buster Rhyme sample, and then I got all excited. I was like, oh, really? And then like you froze, yeah. and I was like, no. Okay, so he okay, came with the Buster. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so he, he sampled Buster Rhymes. The song is called Ya Ya, and of course, obviously, Ya 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 He loops that, and then it's like him, Roast the Five Nine, uh, Black Thought, and like uh, Q, uh, Q-Tip does the, uh, does the, uh, the hook on that. It's so fucking sick, um, but he's got a lot of like big hitters on this. He put Young M.A. on the second track of the song. Um, he, it's heavily featured on Royce the Five Nine, uh, and I loved it also because this is Royce the Five Nine's uh, debut 
as a uh, a beat maker and producer. Mm-hmm. He wrote three or four of the beats in this album, and it's pretty fucking tight. Um, I'll let you guys look into that if you feel like it later. Um, my favorite song is probably Little Engine. There's a couple songs I don't really care for, but I mean, I'll listen to them. Um, and then uh, uh, the I was saying a little while ago was uh, a fun fact about this album is um, back when Nick Cannon was, you know, beefing with himself and you know, rapping and fighting with himself and shit. He trying to try to make a rap album and even getting fucking like torched by like Rory and and Joe Budden on, on a podcast about how like the opening line for one of one of the songs was like, how would you think that something like how a five a five talented brothers in one song? And it's just like, oh, all right. Anyway, but there is a line that Nick Cannon said, uh, like, take Eminem and give us back Juice World. And what is and what does Eminem do? Like, not even that much longer, he puts on a fucking song with Juice World called Godzilla. Mm, That's like nice. probably the only song that everyone like actually listened to. But it was like really, really fucking good. I thought it was hilarious because like, not not after not soon after he said, you know, take Eminem, give us back Juice World. Like after he passed, fucking Godzilla comes out and Juice World's on the fucking hook and he murders it. So um, again, favorite song on that album was probably uh, Little Engine. The whole the whole idea it's got a theme to it is music to be murdered by, which was an Alfred Hitchcock album from way back in the day, and it was just like horror sounding uh, themes and songs and stuff like that. And then has little interludes with Alfred Hitchcock as well. He did put out a B side to this, but it's a B side, so I wouldn't really you know mess with it. Really, it's just kind of mm-hmm. just like the back catalog of this album. But this album itself was pretty well written, and there's that. Speaking of Royce the Five Nine, that's my wait 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 one. wait wait. Let me let me just chime in real quick. I just want to. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I'm not I'm not a uh, as of late as a recent. I'm not an Eminem fan or whatever, but respectfully, um, but I do give him props for uh, making MGK switch genres. <laughs> but at the same, <laughs> I know, time, right? But at the same time, I'm kind of upset still because it's like, fuck. Now this fucking poser is like, I'm a punk rocker, dude. Like he's all like, I wear Doc Martens. It's like, bro, are you 13? What the fuck is wrong with you? Someone needs to slap the shit out of him. We need to like some like punk or skinhead dudes to like punk him out like at a show. Like him show up at a show and everyone just bully the shit out of him. Like how it was when you first went to a fucking show and if you stuck around. Okay, cool. You're down. But if you didn't, well, yeah. fuck you, you tourists. Get the fuck out. Okay, that's it, all I got to say. It's fucking, it's fucking interview, like, interview, Eddie posted it too. Like His fucking interview was like, some of these motherfuckers are wearing comfortable shoes. Put on some Converse. Put on some Docs. Put on some Bands. You're at the Bands World Tour. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it made you switch genres because you, your ass was fucking whacking. You had to bring Travis Barker in to help you get some sort of credibility in yeah. the fucking genre. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm comfortable in my fucking iPhone, whatever, <laughs> Adidas shoes. Fuck you. Suck my dick from the back. <laughs> I, my my goal for 2021 is to spin kick machine gun kelly wearing sketchers you can just ask beat for real by like <laughs> people like in like whatever subculture scene he's trying to be a part of like literally pick on him fuck him okay anyways <laughs> move on from that fucking clown let's that's hilarious i love this tangent that's anyway so awesome i'm glad, glad this happened um so like i was saying uh rosa five nine was uh was featured quite a bit on the, on the eminem album he, he produced some of the songs. He wrote some of the beats. And he did a really fucking good job. M talked about him, like, just disappearing for months at a time. And he was just in, in the lab, just, like, making his beats. Because he never knew how to... He had never done it before. So this is, like, his, you know, debut. Fast forward, uh, Royce the Five Nine puts out The Allegory, which is probably the angriest album that I've heard this year, like, from a rap artist. I know there are some rap songs that are, like, pretty angry. But the album itself is fucking insane. Um, he just goes off on a tangent and 
I don't know if you, anybody wa- watched his his freestyle. I forgot which what was the radio station he was on, but he just went straight freestyle, and he was just like it wasn't as good as the Black Thought freestyle from like years ago, but it was up there. It's fucking good, and that kind of turned me onto the allegory and that album itself. Again, well written. He produced it, and he has some of his own beats on there, and he did a really fucking good job on that. And I think it's also a pretty long album as well. He uh, the w- one I liked the most was uh, Fubu with featuring Conway the Machine, and it fucking bangs. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice, good, long 22-song album, and it's just angry. Like, it's not him yelling at the mic and screaming and nothing like that, but the lyrics are angry. It's awesome, and I just fucking I loved it. Uh, again, he uh, features uh, Cedric the Entertainer, which I haven't heard on the album since Country Grammar, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, DJ Premier does a, 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 a production credit on, uh, on, on The Block. Uh, he also has a West Side Gun on there. Uh, Call Me the Machine, again, probably my favorite song on there. Uh, Benny the Butcher makes an appearance on there. Uh, we call it uh, King Crooked, Royce the Five Nine. Uh, of course, he, he gets everyone to come in, like uh, Sia, Sia the Prince and T.I. Like, it's just a, it's, Vince Staples is on here too. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's a great album. It's long. Again, you probably won't bang it in the club, but I, I, don't, I don't really go to the club, so I'm okay banging this whenever I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. Uh, you know, maybe later in the club they'll play. <laughs> nah, they, nah, they won't. No, you're right. <laughs> and those are my two. All right. Okay, I have. Um, this is probably my favorite hardcore band, like lately, uh, from 2019, 2020, probably till 2021. Uh, Seed of Pain. They put out a record this year called Flesh Steel Victory. You hear the name, look at the album cover you know what to expect it's real deal hardcore no bullshit fast as it should be and they transitioned into the breakdowns really really well it's uh they have a song that i want everybody to check out it's on this album it's called hardcore pride never dies this is a song they've had since their second release they've released it three times and it just got progressively heavier and longer so like the second version they released, they had like this Terminator voice, like just doing like a shout out, like, yeah, back up in this bitch with like gun sounds in the back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's just the evolution of that song is ridiculous. It's uh, this is a band I want to see, like as soon as we can have shows again, it's definitely a band like I want to catch. It's a band I bought a record from and like four shirts this year just because got to support like what you love and shit. And yeah. there was nothing else to do. Like, just fucking waste your money on merch. Yeah, seriously. Uh, actually, I I heard this uh, album, and it was funny because when I heard it, I was like, "There, it's funny." There's two bands, um, this band and Point of Contact that oh, I yeah. heard, <laughs> that I've heard, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this sounds like a DTD riff, or this sounds like a DTD breakdown." <laughs> like, holy fuck! Like, it's so weird when you hear like another band do something that like your band kind of did not entirely like little hints of like flavor here and there but when i heard it i was like holy shit this is so sick like yeah so like i'm a i'm, I'm a big point of contact and a seat of pain fan so I'm, I'm i'm i i'm excited about all the shit those bands are doing and uh yeah i agree like i cannot wait till the shit is over because that's one of the bands also i, I can't wait to see um, yep Another release by the uh, so Nudie Mag with Our Milk. This uh, has Colin from Twitching Tongues on it. And the guitarist, I want to say, from the band True Love from Detroit. 
And there's a third member. I don't know who she is, but it's a three-piece band making super cute, feel-good music. Like when you hear like, oh, Colin from Twitching Tongues is on it. And the band's called Needy Mag. Like it's gonna be some yeah. heavy shit or punk shit. No, this is like, <laughs> yeah, this is like culture abuse. I want to say. And then I saw some people compare it to like Weezer, the Pinkerton yeah. album. But I don't fuck with Weezer. But if that's your thing, then you're gonna enjoy this. It's like summer cruising music. The name Nudie Mag is a reference to Billy Madison. It's Nudie Magazine Day. It's Nudie Magazine Day. And then Our Milk is another Billy Madison reference when, like, he's like with a what's the teacher? Veronica something? Veronica Bond. Bond. (laughs) That is (laughs) where he's in the hallway. He's like, Yo, you want me to steal the milk? It's like, No milk will ever be our milk. (laughs) That wasn't very nice. How about it's you, janitor, a... whatever you want to milk? I'd rather have a beer. <laughs> Me too, brother. That, that, that's Danny as a as janitor. I'd oh, rather yeah, have for a sure. Beer. My life went a whole different way. I'm, I'd be happy. He can still be me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Um, yeah, super cute band. Uh, you could you listen to this band, you're like, I could see this band playing Europe, like with pinky swears and like yeah. This is too difficult and other bands. And it's like the kind of music where you can throw this band into like a hardcore bill and it wouldn't be weird at all. You'd be like, okay, second yeah, band. I remember uh, Brian posting um, one of their songs like on his Instagram story like months ago. And I was like, and I just like, I didn't, I didn't make the effort to check it out, but I was all like, it looked interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll check that out too. Cause I mean, I feel like it sounds, I don't know if you heard of super crush, but I feel like it has like super crush type of feel to it also. So holy fuck. There's five Levi's. <laughs> five Levi's. Oh, really? Using clone technology. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Just for the viewer or the listeners, there's like three screens of Levi or one of them is not even him, but whatever. Fuck it. It's like we're playing among <laughs> us. <laughs> Levi kind of sus. Which is the I'm imposter. A, I'm a Nigerian prince who wants to give you $5,000. Here's my bank account. <laughs> Go ahead. That's is, there, is there a specific song on the, the Nudie Mag release that you would recommend? The Nudie Mag, yes. I mean, do Summerland. That's a cute, cute song. And the intro track, 110. I think that's mm-hmm. a highway in los angeles or something and it starts off with like a radio announcer like you're tuned in to blah 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 here is nudie mag and the song starts really really cool love when bands do that cool uh is there any other um on your list or uh for the songs or well, as oh, far as like, like just albums releases. yeah i'll go with another hardcore band uh mind force with swinging swords chopping lords another band i put them in the same category as like drain where they're not reinventing the wheel but they're fucking taking you for a ride with what they have it's Mm -hmm. classic new york hardcore with like crossover riffs and like the guy the lead singer is doing pillars of ivory with aaron from death threat yeah so like i didn't check i slept on this band hard until this year like i decided to check out like their this is hardcore set and just seeing like how they are on stage and the crowd reactions like okay holy shit i listened to the album the first one they released shortly after they put this release out super solid riffs there's like a slayer riff in one of them i was like oh shit that is fucking badass yeah super super like fun sounding band i i'll put them on when i'm cleaning just get angry at the fucking dishes (laughs) <laughs> uh, like sweeping around the house driving 
or just to pump you up, like to get ready for the day. It's a perfect band. All right. Yeah. You know what? Okay, fuck it. I'll throw in uh, I'll throw in two more. Uh, I have a long list, but I'll throw in these two. Uh, Stepping Stone from Canada, Escape from the Junkyard. Um, fun fucking riffs. Like this band is like such a good time. Like it's it's weird. Like the cover is a fucking like like a truck, and then like there's like a fucking ghoul or dragon face, whatever. And the colors look all fucking neon. Fun fucking band. I've seen them live a couple times, and really sweet and nice dudes and just like um i feel like it's like the same energy as uh as drain they're just very like need to get you hyped and they did that very well on this album just like a lot of fun like uh mosh parts two-step parts like i feel like they're um they remind me of cruel hand from like or like early cruel hand when like you hear the wrist like oh shit and you could like imagine yourself getting hyped with your friends and shit like at a show so yeah, that's that one stepping stone, escape from the junkyard. And I, got, I actually heard this band a couple of weeks ago. Karate Kid. It's a band called Karate Kid. And the <laughs> cover is like a shitty drawing of like Mr. Miyagi and Ralph Macchio. <laughs> so people started hyping this, and I was like, why? You know, so I heard it, and it's actually really good. It's like uh just it's fucking fast and like um just straight up hardcore like just old school hardcore uh they're from tokyo japan uh i would say if you're just a fan of fast shit check them out really good release nice nice that uh that stepping every time anytime someone mentions stepping stone i just think of seeing them at at grown fest in victoria and like flipping out. Usually I'm critical about stuff like this, but I just remember like kind of grabbing you, like you by the shirt, Danny, and like shaking you because their breakdown sounded exactly like Ringworm's uh, oh, yes. Justice Just Replacement replace Reg. Yes. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> flipping the fuck. Usually I'm like, oh, they ripped that off. Usually I'm just like crossing my arms. But when I heard it, it came out of nowhere. Just, da, 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 da. It's not the same chords, but it's pretty similar. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like a similar chord like, oh. progression. Yeah. Yeah. And I grabbed Daniel, started shaking him. Justice replaced <laughs> Like getting so I was I, I see a something so I was thinking about that night because like I just remember like having the best time. Yeah. Um <laughs> all right. So uh these two I want to kind of just go by really quickly. Um Thundercat put out a album, it is what it is. I've uh, been a fan of his for a good long time. Shout out uh, Pat Reinforce. He's the one that turned me on to him a long time ago. And I've been a fan ever since. This is where Chris the Crab will come back and listen to me. Oh, okay. He likes Thundercats. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to throw his name out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, a song from that album to check out. Uh, Dragon Ball Durag, uh, Black Quails, Houseway from the, uh, from the Kanye. We're going to throw that, you know, Houseway in there. Um, anyway, it, uh, he does a lot of work with uh, Flying Lotus, who's another great, great musician. Uh, they collabed on pretty much every single song on this album and fucking murdered it. Uh, Black Quails is, has a feature from Steve Lacey of the Internet. I don't know if you guys know that band, but he yeah, yeah. also has his own solo shit. He's fucking great also. And Childish Gambino makes an appearance in that song as well, Black Quails. So it's something to check out. Uh, Tide All Sign comes out later on the album as well. It's a great album front to back. Uh, I like it. It's the kind of shit I listen to when I don't want to listen to like, you know, anything too poppy or hardcore or anything like that. Something right in the middle that I like to put on. Uh, the other album I'm putting out there is uh, The Weeknd. Uh, I've been trying so damn hard this entire year to get the damn uh, vinyl pressing 
the clear with like the blood splatter on it. And I haven't been able to get it because they keep fucking selling out. But the album itself was pretty good. Starboy was kind of like whack from, from my taste. Uh, he came out when he came out with like Can't Feel My Face, that album era. Like, I, I dug it. Starboy was kind of like, I just kind of sounded like he was like rushing it, trying to put it out. This one, that song Blinding Lights is fucking everywhere. So I'm not going to mention that song really. But yeah, that's one of the songs that's on there. Uh, the other songs to check out would be Escape from L.A. and Scared to Love. Um, it's, he goes back to the synth pop shit that he's been doing for years. Um, and this I felt this album was stronger than Starboy. So I was really happy to hear that. So those are my two. Thundercat, It Is What It Is, and uh, The Weekend After Hours. And yeah. Nice. Um, oh, uh, going back to Stepping Stone. Uh, super, super good band. I think they played history repeats when they started out they drove from because they're like from north dakota south dakota right no they're from canada canada, canada. oh shit. okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. they drove like straight from canada to make that fucking show ep release so like big ups to them been a fan of them bought a shirt i think from them at that show great band mm-hmm. uh, i do have some more uh, do you want me to keep going or do you want to okay well let, we, we uh i'll give you all okay because there's one that for sure me and levi are going to talk about right now um, but I'll give y'all two more. Okay, so do you want to go again, or do you want to go to Eddie to go, or what's up? Uh, uh, Eddie can go ahead. You can like drop two more, Eddie. All right. Cool. Okay, I'll go through this really quick. Uh, yeah. Two hardcore bands, but on the opposite ends of the spectrum. First one, World House by Millspec. Uh, it's on Lucky yes! Records, dude. That one is so good. Okay. Beautiful record. Been a fan of this band since the first release. Just the lyricist is like top five lyricists in hardcore right now like goes beyond like the unity and loyalty like lyrics and tough guy lyrics they're like the unity and loyalty is there but more like towards friendship and appreciating like the little Mm -hmm. things it's very thought-provoking i love when like a band's music makes me want to bust out their lyric sheet look at the record cover and be like okay where is this band coming from um they also song called end of history on that record the opening riff sounds like Don't Feel the Reaper by the Blue Oyster Cult. Yes, I oh. thought the same fucking thing when I heard so, it. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so in my head, like, I have uh, Christopher Walken with a mil-spec shirt with a lock in the back. It's like, I have a fever for yeah. some mil-spec. That mil-spec shirt, though, where, he's, where Mar- it's Super Mario with the pills that he's, like, juggling. <laughs> it's so dope. I want that shirt. So, uh, World House by Millspec, check that yeah. out. Uh, super chill, not like angry, hardcore. Um, okay, on the other opposite of the spectrum, um, Underneath by Code Orange. I'm going to describe this as Trent Reznor got contracted to make a horror movie soundtrack, but <laughs> he just made a new metal album instead. Yeah. Uh, super, super great band it's amazing to see how they progress from code orange kids now to code orange adults or whatever they're called uh the live show for the record release for this on twitch was fucking incredible because i saw so many kids from like the valley scene like typing open this bit up <laughs> and like spamming angry emojis <laughs> uh really really Fun. I bought this record also, like the record release variant came with like a poster, it's just thick. Uh, they have a song there called Sulfur Surrounding, and I'll describe this as their Vermilion by Slipknot track. Like, eventually, every new metal 
band is gonna have to have a track like this and they put one out like Biba singing super super good song great they band, had a, great release. They had, a, they had a track on there that reminded me of spine shank and i was like holy shit i'm in ninth grade um <laughs> okay uh, a fun fact that i get to mention on the connie episode even though it, was, it would have just been like on a tangent to even mention this but it's funny that you mentioned um the nine inch nails thing uh trent reznor thing uh they actually worked with uh, they went to a studio and they ended up they ended up getting drum samples from Nine Inch Nails oh, that shit. Trent Reznor worked on. Like they were I I don't know how to say this because like they didn't get permission to get those drum samples. He got them though. Oh. <laughs> right. And they got drum samples that Kanye worked on too. So like oh. the person that they were at that studio had very unique drum samples that different artists that they worked with worked on. So Cold Orange got all this these like drum sample packs of like other artists oh, and they used them for that record. And and they, they they manipulated the sound a little bit on some of them, but pretty much you heard some you heard some Kanye Nine Inch Nails in that album. Damn. <laughs> Which is fucking insane. You go back and revisit the album, like that's the black skinhead drum. Dual <laughs> 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 Palm featuring Cold Orange. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh, you can go, Levi. You can go with your last two. All right, cool. All right, cool. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say them real quick. Um, what, uh, let's see. The, for, I'm just gonna go blow past this one because it's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist put out Alfredo. It's a fucking another great banger of an album. Freddie Gibbs has put out some really great albums lately. Um, he's always been fucking good, but like these past three or four he's put out, I've really enjoyed. Um, so Freddie uh, Gibbs and the Alchemist put out a, a joint album together called Alfredo. Check that out if you haven't already. I, I actually a- regret sleeping on this for so long uh, until I so heard it like good. last week, and I was like, Fuck. "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk too much about it because I'm not gonna talk yeah. too much about it because like uh, it's on everyone's IG story. Everyone knows it already, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely worth listening to if you have not listened to one of my top easy, easily top uh, rap albums of the year, uh, my opinion. And then um, the other two I'm gonna I mentioned actually talk a little bit about. Uh, a trash talk put out squalor and i was so hyped on this because i was i, w- I was kind of scared at first because like i mentioned earlier uh i like when bands progress and you know maybe they change and they grow up and they kind of change their sound a little bit i get it but when bands stay the same and they still get me hyped um that also makes me excited trash talk is still trash talk despite the whole you know controversy with them signing to of and people not liking it and blah 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 fuck you uh it's they're still trash talk and it's still fast it's still slammy as fuck and I got, I got the, uh, I kind of uh, nagged Danny to allow me to sneak this in there. That Mr. Signal song I put on was about two minutes long. And the song that I chose from Trash Talk is about 50 seconds long. So if we can like, I don't know if we're going to put these together or how okay, you want we'll, to introduce uh, we'll, we'll play it right now. It's 50 seconds long. And then I have one more after this. We got 50 seconds, Trash Talk. What's the name of the song again? Oh, which, which one did I send you? I think it was the clutch uh A and M. Okay, hold up. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, yeah. All right. Trash talk clutch A and M. Let's go.
All right. So my last one uh, on my list, I know I have, I've had a lot tonight, tonight guys, but I mean, there's so much fucking music this year. Yeah, uh, the last one, the last one I'm going to throw in is uh, 070 Shake, uh, Modus Vivendi. Uh, she like made her, uh, made, got my attention when she came out on Daytona, Pusha T's album, the infamous, uh, what is it? The, the infamous uh, albums that ended with seven songs. So you, we had like them, you had a, you had a, T, uh, sorry, you had Pusha T, you had Kanye, and I believe you even had Nas, had seven songs on all of their albums. That was just kind of what happened that year. But um, on those albums, 070 Shake, I think, had just got signed to good music. She came out on Daytona. She made a badass fucking appearance in Ghost Town on uh, Kanye West's album. And I checked her out, I think, after Daytona. Uh, she's been, I, I dig her shit. Uh, people have always tried to get me to listen to uh, artists like, you know, uh, Lil Peep and Suicide Boys and all this, like, sad emo trap fucking music and i never could get into it um because i don't like white people talking to me how hard they have it um so i just kind of leave it at that <laughs> but um she, she kind of has that she kind of has that that emo like trap sort of feel as well she sings in some songs she kind of raps in some songs um but in this in this album itself i really dug it and uh i believe uh it's definitely worth the listen on this on this album she had a couple albums also before this but I, I believe she should still be signed to good music under kanye and i think it was a great pickup um i think she brings a lot to the table the album art is fucking sick as fuck it's like you know i don't know what the word would be the correct word uh android or cyborg sort of thing kind of like in the cell where they have like all the like she kind of gets all those like little like veins and like wires kind of on her and stuff like that it's kind of crazy the album art's pretty tight but um yeah a lot of great songs in this album they even she even put out the uh the instrumental uh album to this where there's just all the instrumentals from it and even that's pretty fucking tight uh don't break the silence come around morrow uh what do you call it rocket shit micro dosing under the moon like daydreaming all of these have a similar mood to them and they're pretty fucking tight and my last song to put on is actually going to be 070 shake guilty conscience it's probably one of the more popular ones on this album but it's definitely worth worth a listen all right, Oseno Shake Guilty Conscience. My mind won't let me rest. Voice in my head. I hear what it says. I can't trust a thing. If I picked up in her, how fast did you fuck it?
So I guess I'll be doing three because me and Levi are going to talk for a bit for this one. And if you're this far into the episode, thank you. <laughs> I only, okay. Cause there's been a lot of negative and positive feedback, but I think it's, uh, it just varies as far as um, music taste, obviously. And I think age groups and shit like that, but I got two words for you, Levi. Suck it. Flashback. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. They're in my honorable mention. So yeah, I'm glad okay. you brought it up. Let's get into it right now. Fuck it. Woo! Okay. So flashback. Members of not Stepping since up. Sugar Ray did a did a what is it? Not since chat was it? Not since Sugar Ray sounded like uh, oh turnstile. turnstile. Have you heard of yeah turnstile? <laughs> Have you heard a band like this? Yeah. So flashback. North American new metal. It was two tracks. One called Cradle of Humanity, and another called Born Again. When you first listen to the beginning of Cradle Humanity, it sounds like a regular hardcore band, like or modern hardcore band. And then like the second half, as it goes, it suddenly just sounds like fucking like early Lincoln Park or like mm-hmm. fucking new metal like that. And it's like, holy shit, it's like just transitioned so well into the song. And uh mm-hmm. it's just like my 14, 13-year-old self was so excited. I was like, yeah, they did this their own way. It's a little bit different as far as like, um, yeah, I think what they're aiming for, but it was still like it was it was done better than most bands at that time. I think they would have been popular yeah. if they dropped they, that shit like in two thousand one or two thousand. Yeah. yeah, and they have the perfect name too. Flashback is like a perfect like new metal name, also. Yeah. Um, the the, the cover is just them wearing like the baggy like shirts and shorts looks and like, like that like j14 magazine but it's like photoshopped bro, with the matrix like, shit. it could have easily been on hit parader and it would have yeah, yeah. made just right but no yeah i i'm, I'm just like eddie sammy noir earlier this year um 
you sent me this and I was, I was coming back from, from work and I was stopping at guitar center and like you send it to me. So on the drive back, I must've listened to these two songs like 14 times, like, because I kept listening to it over and over and over again. Yeah. I was at work too. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, I still couldn't believe it. Like how well they did it. Yeah, and, and like I, I left you wanting more, and it's it's kind of like like I said with the the this is too difficult, and you know when the weather was or like uh with right now putting out a little only a couple of releases like a couple of songs, it leaves you wanting more, and like I did I but I went back to their older catalog and it was not the same, so no, I, was, yeah. I wanted to hear this I wanted to hear this version of this band. And so I was like, I wonder if they know Stepping Stone because, you know, whatever. Same well, no, it's yeah, this, um, uh, the guitar player Stepping Stone sings for him for them. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's like, after I remember thinking that, I think maybe you told me, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was perfect. Uh, fuck it. I'm just going to name bands that drop shit. If you want to just jump, throw a name in there, <laughs> fuck it. Okay. Uh, uh, Big Laugh, really good shit. The Shifters from Australia, Terminal Nation, Smut, Midnight. The Chisel program dropped one song called Digital Veil. Really, really fucking good. Y'all should check that out. Always, always. Uh, Bootlicker, Skeleton, Tsunami, Tongue and Cheek Beatdown, the way it should be. Not like yeah. some false, pretentious, you know, I mean, fronting shit. Um, Histamine, The Mall, Motorama. Uh, y'all got to want to throw some shit in? Yeah, yeah, I have a list that I call uh, honorable mentions slash uh, albums I liked but didn't listen to a lot this year. Shit happens. Uh, I'm going to run through them real quick. Tame Impala came out with Slow Rush. Jesse Reyes, who I first came up across through the Kamikaze album, uh, Eminem's Kamikaze album. She put out an album called Before Love Came to Kill Us. Uh, run the Jewels, put out RTJ4. Always fucking great listening to those guys. I just didn't get around to listen to it too much, but I did enjoy it. Uh, Cali Uchis put out her first uh, Spanish, a full Spanish album, Seen Yellow, this year. Fucking great thing also. Uh, Body Snatcher, only because, like, I was kind of in the mood for it. I wanted to hear that beat downy, death chord sort of shit. And they delivered. It sounds like exactly how I thought it would. So that was, you know, something cool to hear. Uh, ben and the Butcher put something out this year. I did put a flashback here. And I have a little quick little four artist <laughs> list of people you did maybe don't remember or didn't realize put out an album this year and i have four and it's uh brandy alanis morissette bright eyes and kesha put out her high road album with without the dollar sign and i actually listened to all these albums and i i enjoyed them uh the fact that i put on a kesha record thinking like it's gonna be fucking corny pop and it was i enjoyed the fuck out of it and that's that (laughs) Okay, I am adding that Brandy and Alanis Morissette to my queue because what? 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 What, yeah. year are we in? what fucking are we, year are we in where both those artists drop something? What? Bro, now I, I will forever be Team Monica because the boy is Monica's, not oh, Brandy's. Such a if you good think, song. If you think yeah. otherwise, you're fucking wrong. It's and, he, and he's got and, like a face of like you know he's like combating against that. Yeah, it's Mackay Fiper. What do you expect? But <laughs> at the same time, like I, I'm Team Monica since since you know I was a child. But at yeah. the same time, like, uh, I do enjoy Brandy as well. Uh, and I, 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 like I said, I enjoy the album. Like, again, Brandy, Alanis Morissette, Bright Eyes, which band I listened to a lot in high school. When, I, when that came out, I was like, what the hell? And I looked, looked it up, and for, of course, I fucking loved it. And then, of course, like, the, the Kesha one is, like, kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's still the same thing, but the scandal behind it was her label held her hostage, and they wouldn't release her from her contract. And when they yeah, did, I heard about that they, 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 kept, they kept her name. So she couldn't have it with a dollar sign. So it's Kesha without a dollar sign to spell like K-E-S-H-A. 
And I was like, this is gonna be some corny ass fucking white girl pop. And it was, and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Listened to it like two or three times coming back home from work one time. It was, yeah, it was my hour, my hour and a half drive. Something I got to keep myself entertained. And that was definitely the album that did it. We got three more I'm going to add. Uh, the Fight, Gag, and Bib. Eddie? Okay, I got um, Griselda and all its members, Westside Gun, Benny Butcher, Conway the Machine. They're just killing the game. It's yep. going to probably kill off trap music, like the way they're going, all the releases they did this year. Shout out Bloody or Blade, whatever, and Echo 2K, the hyper pop from like Sweden, Young Lean's crew. The, it's just feel good music. I'm going to shout out a label, Maggot Stomp Records. Because they're go. just putting out awesome, awesome death metal. They had 15 releases this year alone. God damn. And I know they're going to have way more next year. Like bands to be on the lookout for from that label. Mourned, Frozen Soul, Sangui, Sugar Bob. They have a four song EP, yeah. I want to say, called Pornographic Seizures. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. And Compromise and Fluids. I think Fluids is from like Arizona. And they're just the samples they use on their records like apparently are like real samples so they don't like take from horror movies like the blood and guts like they recreate it themselves from what i've heard like they'll fill a bag full of spaghetti and stab it yeah to get it on the record <laughs> um and shout out to the flint rap scene um they're on the come up they're playing like really really fast beats and the way they rap is like they're talking over it not so much rhyming and they're just hitting you with like really, really like hard bars, like pop you in the mall, now you forever 21, shit like that. Just murder music. Uh, honorable mentions that I had are The Way by Age of Apocalypse, The Moment I Miss by Wickerface, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs. Everybody's going to have that on their list. And Painting Words into Line by Koyo. This is like early 2000s, Taking Back Sunday, like worship type music. There you go. Really, really solid. And uh, a last one, you can throw the song after this, uh, the Little House EP by Angel Dust and the track Never Ending Game. They, this band's come a long way from like that punk sound they started with. They were always compared to that band, the Lemonheads. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with punk, they dropped the punk and just went Lemonheads like on this mm, record. Really, round. really yeah. good. Yeah. All right. And I'm trying to think of more. Uh, actually, there's more, but. Uh, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. For for this episode, yeah, I'm actually <laughs> uh, for the ones I did not mention, or for the ones I mentioned real quickly, I'm doing another episode actually tomorrow with Jalen and Caesar. So nice, nice. I mean, I'm interested to hear what they have to say. You hope I am a hoe. There's a lot of releases, <laughs> man. I had to mention some on this one that I couldn't mention on the other one, and vice versa and shit. Anyway, so Eddie, if you want to introduce the track, Angel Dust, which song? This is a never ending game by Angel Dust on right. Radio Magnasty. Let's go and happy new year. Y'all stay we safe. Play, we play nothing but the hits. Nothing, nothing but the hits. Nothing but the motherfucking hits. All right. Y'all have a good night. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Call Lyft. All that shit. Any y'all want to sign off anything else? I don't want to wait for this year to be to over. Be over. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right. Rest in peace for the longest fucking year of our lives. Later. <laughs> happy, happy New Year, bitches. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, love y'all. Take care. Be safe. Uh, hopefully, I see y'all in 2021. Deuces. Deuces. Danny sucks. Let's go.
Oh, man. 